on the mission. We on the mission. Family on the mission. Yo, 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 what's up? I'm back again. This your boy, Money G. Let me get this straight, right? Yeah, this your boy, Money G, man. And today, we got a special guest, man. I hope y'all um get y'all pens and paper, man. We finna be talking about some eat, some food, baby. You hear me? So today, I'm gonna let you know my new guest. My guest, I'm gonna bring up in here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell me something slick. What's up? How you doing? Oh man, I'm my glad. name is Gloria Wright. Okay, with the W, cause everything right about me. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm happy to be here. Family on a mission. Yeah. I'm definitely happy to be a part of that. Thank you for having me on today. Oh man, no okay. problem, no problem. So you know, I'll be following your page, right? And I'll be seeing you whipping up in the kitchen, man. And every time I'm looking at your pictures, I'll be like. Damn, I'm, I'm I'm ready to cook. Now I'm ready to come up. You know, I'm always in Florida, so I know you're in Minnesota, man, but I'll be ready to take a trip. I'll be like, man, what is she, man, what is she doing? So what inspired you to start cooking like that? You know what? It's just such a long story, but honestly, I'll just go on as a kid. You ever been at auntie's house or grandma house or family gathering and all the grown-ups eating all the good stuff? And you always had to eat the little kids stuff. Mm -hmm. And you just know whatever they eating always smells so good. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, I want to sit at the grown-up table. They eat. I thought we was going to eat what they was cooking. And you end up eating some chips and a hot dog and a little juice box or something. You know, you're like, I don't want that. I want that steak, them ribs, them bites, you know. So I always told myself as a kid, when I grow up, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat. Mm. And I'm going to cook whatever I wanted to cook. You know what I mean? And, you know, even as a young kid, there was days where I didn't have food. You know, we starved. We, you know what I mean? It was a lot of a lot of that growing up for us. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to cook. I'm going to mm. cook. I'm going to feed people. Not only that, I was like, my food going to taste good. Like, what's the point of cooking if it don't taste good? Right. You know? Got to taste good. Mm. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, so you know, I just love cooking. So, a lot of my passion came as a kid. I can't say everything always turned out right. I had to burn some things to learn how to cook some things. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You know what I'm saying? You no know, practice make improvement. So, you know, a lot of practice, you're going to get better in time. So, I can tell you've been for getting sure, better. Sure. I'll be, I be seeing your food and I'll be like, yo, this what's up. So, what do you like to cook the most? You know, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, or everything? Uh -huh. Oh, okay. So I don't really have a favorite. Um, I don't really get to cook breakfast. So I would say maybe breakfast my favorite because I get to be really creative. You know what I mean? So usually when I'm cooking for myself and I have that me time, I can cook whatever I want. Like one morning... I cooked a baked, you know, baked lemon fish with some nice, you know, potatoes and onions, biscuits, grits. You know what I mean? You can switch it up however you want to have. It. You can have almost anything with breakfast. So I like breakfast. I think breakfast is a deal breaker. No, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I like yeah. breakfast, you know what I'm saying? I like breakfast, you know. Um, so it, did you did you ever cook for like a restaurant or something? Like where you get your like or who inspired you? 
who inspired you to cook? I'm gonna tell you the truth. Okay, so who inspired me? His name was Greg. He was actually my foster dad as a child. He was my foster dad and he had a wife. She never cooked. She couldn't boil water for Jesus Christ. A good woman couldn't cook for nothing. But she was the sweetest woman in the world. But my foster dad was like the manly man. Like he had the build the grill you build from scratch just in the backyard, super large. He always grilled all the time. Anytime he had free time. You know what I mean? He grew, I'm like, man, this food smells so good. But the food was always good. Like he always cooked. I was like, yo, I want to be like him. I want to be like him when I grew up. You know, and it was weird because a lot of men around me cooked all the time. And their food was always good. Mm. But he was my, my most inspirational. Like, he can cook. And he put a lot of passion in it and a lot of time. And I would sit there and watch. I was that girl. You would think I want to watch cartoons or be around other little girls in the streets or something. But I was with him like that. Show me how you do this. What are you doing? Why do you do like I was in the kitchen asking questions. <laughs> huh. Yeah, we got mm -hmm. Domingo said. He said, what kind of foods you cook? Spanish, Jamaican or American? Oh, good question. It depends on my mood because I'm a person that's willing to learn everything and anything. And I'm also a visual person. So I can watch a person cook something and I can go home and I'll recreate it. You know, even though I can see exactly the ingredients and everything you put in it, but I'll just go home and recreate it. So for mm. me, I would say it depends on my mood. I can cook American food. I cannot cook a lot of Jamaican dishes, but I can cook a Jamaican dish. Spanish food, I have cooked Spanish food, some Spanish dishes. So it depends on what mood I'm in or what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah, I don't think there's nothing I can't cook. I don't think there's nothing no one can't cook. Wrong directions. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite like dish to make? I don't have a favorite dish. No, look, I don't have a favorite dish. I will say, like culture-wise, I don't know. I like to eat. I ain't even gonna lie. There's, I don't know. You can name something. I can be like, oh, maybe I could cook it or not. But I like to eat all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, I don't know. I love food. Like, that's why my business is love right. I love food. You got to love food the right way. I love all the foods from the vegetables. I do not deny eating right. Okay. I love more than just salad. And my salad has to be completely green, like dark, like kale, greens. You know what I mean? I love vegetables. I love eating healthy. And I also like eating food that sticks to the stomach. Like my man got a whole something, you know, yeah. a couple yeah. in there. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> no, because we were talking about your food. So, you know what I'm saying? Can they, you know what I'm saying? You have a website that they can look at. Because I, I, you know, I follow you on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Dude, can they follow you on Facebook or... Instagram. They can. Okay. So, well, my Facebook page is being built, but they can follow me on Facebook. So, it's Love Right. Um, or you can just follow Deneen, which is D E N E E N, and you'll see a nice platter of some, you know, food, or you'll see the logo that'll say Love Right on there. Um, but you can also follow me on Instagram, which is Gloria Right on Instagram, or Love Right 33. You'll see that on Instagram, which is more personal Instagram, but you'll see a lot of the foods I cooked, you know what I mean? Different varieties of food, some things are very consistent. So it's just, it's up to you, but I'm just building that website right now, which I'm okay. in 
process of rebranding. I'm rebranding myself and figuring out what I want to cook and what I want to stick with specifically. Okay. So is you do you be checking out Instagram or YouTube for some inspiring cooks? Yes. I have some favorite cooks on Instagram. I don't know if everyone heard of Kimmy. She'd be like, all right, bye. You, ever, you know her? She cooks all the time or whatever. Like, I love her so much. Like, oh, my God. Her food looks amazing all the time. She's one of my favorite people. And there's a Chef Bay on Instagram, too. I'm out shouting out people. <laughs> um, I love her food, too. So many chefs I actually follow on Instagram. Um, so I just, I love the culinary world. It's yeah. I was looking on your, I was looking on your page and, um, it was a cook. I forget his name. He was a big guy. You know, he, he kind of funny, you know, I seen a picture of him on your page and I was like, Oh, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I watch him. I follow him on Instagram and Facebook live. He's a nice black guy. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. His name I think I follow him though. You know, yeah, I, he's a good cook. He's a nice guy. You know, he has good cookware out. He cooks really good. He said he learned how to cook from his mother. Um, his story is pretty good too. But um, once I think his name out, I'll see it. <laughs> what I forgot. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Um, let me see. You know, I always ask this question, man. If you can talk to your 16-year-old self. What would you tell her? Uh, if I was my 16-year-old self, I would tell myself, like, never get up. Never give up. No matter what life take you, you never give up. Because when you give up, then you have to continue to take those steps forward again from the beginning. So that means you have to go through those trials and tribulations again from the beginning. So I would say, you know, never give up. Keep going. Because you just never know where you can be. Mm-hmm. You know? I like that. Never give up. Yeah. Wow. You never give well, up. Um, you got kids? Yes. Um, I have children. <laughs> what's up? Well, um, what is their favorite meal that they just bug you about? Like that one dish they be like, Mom, make this, make this. Um, I don't know. That's, I should have probably asked them, but I will say I know that every time I cook mac and cheese. They love the mac and cheese. It's forever gone. My 14-year-old, who's 6'2", I can make a pan of cornbread today. Whether it's from scratch or whether I had to use a box and hook it up, it'll be gone by the morning. But let me eat a box of the, a whole pan of cornbread. I'm going to have hips by tomorrow morning. Oh, man. Okay. So, so when you make your cornbread from scratch, what do you use? Well, I'll get some cornmeal, of course, flour. You know, you need bacon, soda, bacon powder. You know what I mean? I use butter. I use brown sugar, a little bit of nutmeg, not so much, but like a little hint of that nutmeg. I use condensed milk, the non-sweetened, and then like a half a cup of the sweetened condensed milk. Mm -hmm. And I make sure my butter is melted before I actually whip it up real good. Now let it sit for five minutes so it can rise enough. And you mix it again. Spray your pan. Put it in your pan. Let it cook. When you watch it cook, throw some butter on it again. Let it cook. Get golden. Come out. You know, all that good stuff. You know. Okay. I mean, because, you know, people, you know what I'm saying, they just do a jiffy out the box. But, you know, 
So how do you do yours different out the box? Do you do it straight out the box? Like yeah, if I do it? Jiffy out the box, I'll still do it. But I'm still going to add a little bit more cornmeal. I'm still going to add mine. I'll add vanilla, white sugar, brown sugar. <laughs> add white sugar, brown sugar. I use butter. Either I'll use buttermilk or I always use a can of condensed milk when I'm making cornbread. I don't mm. use whole milk, 2% milk. It has to be condensed milk out the can, you know what I mean, or some buttermilk for my, for my cornbread. I like my cornbread nice and thick and you uh, bite into it. It's so thick, but it's so good. Well, yeah, that when you're going to make it like that, no wonder he eating a whole pan. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't like my cornbread crumbly. You know how you just break into it, just crumbles and fall apart? Oh, you want it like cake. Yeah. I need it thick, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. So, did you yeah. ever, um, you ever cook, like, big meals for parties and... You know what I'm saying? Do you ever cater to people? No, I had a first catering before. Um, I hired some friends, which that's something you should never do unless they have the exact same passion as you. <laughs> I love my friends, but I'm just keeping it real. Don't do that. Um, it went pretty well, though. You know, I did it for a friend. She was super supportive. Um, but it went really good. I really liked it. But I feel like if you have a strong team, then you're going to be great. If you don't have a strong team with catering, it can be crazy. And with my culinary background and my OCD, I just, I didn't like my experience too much, to be honest. I thought it could have been so much better. But um, I don't want to cater. I don't want to oh. cater. Um, that's not something I want to do. I wanted to meal prep for sure, or just be a private chef. And I want to open up a spot, a dine-in, dine-out. Not too big, but not too small. Be consistent, be steady, and keep that money going, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of my another questions. My other question I was going to ask you, um, how do you see yourself in five years? Well, I don't know how I see myself in five years, but I can well, tell you okay, what I want. Let me take it back. How do you want to see yourself in five exactly, years? Exactly, because you never know where God going to lead you. You might think yeah, you know where you're going, right. but God can stir you in another direction where there still will be happiness, what, what but you say? something else for you, okay? You say, who can stir you? You hear me? Yeah, you say, who can stir you to another? God. Direction? You hear hey. me? Hey. You got to get a place to the most. Okay. Yes, indeed. Listen. Yes, indeed. Listen. He going to stir you. You hear me? Right. Yeah, He going to stir you. So I'll just say, honestly, I plan on opening up a dining dining spot sooner than later. I plan on branding myself. I plan on writing a book. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I plan on being successful. I do believe that. And I do believe it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, God, you know, let's do that one more time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let's do that one more time. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, what he do it? What he do it? <laughs> he will do it every time. God has put me in great positions in my life. You know what I mean? And he's going to do it again. He told me it's my time. And why is it my time? Because I didn't suffer. I didn't went through the foster care system. I didn't had a hard life as a teenager. Mm. I didn't have kids early. I had to be a mom. I decided to be a mom instead of being in a club. Okay. Mm. So then when I got older, you know what I mean? I suffered homelessness because I was a single mom from mm. living in my car, from shelter to shelter, not because I'm in the street, because Working a basic job uneducated is not enough <laughs> to live off of and pay rent. 
So I struggled. I went through those, lost a lot of friends. A lot of people used me. I put people, like I went through so many stages with my children by myself. Listen, went through a bad marriage, left that marriage, got a place, left that place, got a new place. Now I'm not homeless. You understand? Man. I got my certificates in line. I've been studying, going to school, got my certificates in line. I have a better apartment. I have a brand new car. Each year, each year, God is doing more and more and more for me. Do you understand? Yeah. For people that don't even believe in God, let me tell you something. Think about what you did last year. Think about last year and how last year went. And think about where you are now. If you know that you're in a better position now, you got to know that's nothing but God. Mm -hmm. You got to know that when it's your season for real. People be like, oh, it's my season, it's my season. My season's not moving without God. Mm. I know when it's real? God because he keep blessing me. Even when I almost doubt him, he keep blessing me. Mm. You hear me? Yeah, that's, that's deep. You know? Listen, every year it's a blessing. It's me and God, though. It's me and God. It ain't me in the world. It's me and God. He's doing yeah. it for me. So next year I'm going to have that restaurant. I'm going yeah. to have it. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. And they're going to be like, this uneducated black girl who came from the hood, who came from the system, who beat the system. She beat the pressure. She beat being a single mom. You know what I mean? She beat all that. Look at this black girl win. Look at her. Mm. She beat all her trials and tribulations. And she's still smiling. She's still making people smile. Hey. I bless people, even when people don't even know if I have it or not. Mm, it's not mm, because I know I'm going to get a blessing from God because that's my heart. When God know your heart, he going to keep on doing for you. That's right. I'm just one of them people. You yeah. can't tell me God is not real because I'm a testimony, a walking one. Mm. Okay? Hey. Literally, a walking Holy Bible. Listen, I'm trying to tell you the truth. Hey, amen. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, um, man, for everybody that's out there watching, man, drop some some yellow hearts, man, if y'all believe in God. Put some put some prayer hands, whatever y'all put some put some love out there, man. She talking that talk, man. You know, <laughs> she's trying to manifest something, man. She say, man, look, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna you know, do it. She's trying to tell people, like, you know, um, you can't a lot, like you say, a lot of people don't believe in God and they don't because it wasn't in their home. It's not their fault. It, ain't, it wasn't their home. But something going to happen in their life and they're going to say, man, that wasn't nothing but God. You know what I'm saying? So do you have any stories? I know you just said a lot, but do you have a, a specific story that you say, you know what? I know that was God. It wasn't <laughs> I mean, I'm a you know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell y'all a recent story because I'm not ashamed of my life, okay? So, I was homeless for a long time. Like, for real, for real. Me and my kids was out here homeless. I was living in my car. Even when I was, when I was working with you at Olive Garden, and you ain't even know. Nobody at Olive Garden knew. Working at Olive Garden, washing up in Taco Bell's bathrooms because they was private. So, it was easy for me and my daughter to wash up in there or whatever. And the boys going to other We would wash up. I would get them off to school. They still look clean and smell good. And me too because I'm going to wash my ass no matter what. You know what I mean? Right. Literally doing, doing it. So I was homeless for a long time, and I ain't going to lie. Trying, though. I'm trying to pay all the bills, trying to work. Work so much. They're like, Lord, you at work all the time. Mm. You know I was at work all the time. I, I know. I was like, man, you ain't never. You ain't, you gotta, yeah. Paying yeah. people, watch my kids. I need a couple more hours. I was at work. So next thing you know, I've always 
pay my rent. I never had a problem with paying rent. You know what I mean? I always had a problem with either or. Either it's insurance this month, car note this month, or the rent. It was hard. So I was homeless. I was struggling. And you can't live with nobody. So it was very tough. Mm. So I've been waiting six years for Section 8, right? So let me tell you the story real quick. I'm going to try to sum it up. No, I go was ahead. You got married it. or whatever. I was married, so I was going through a bad marriage. You know, moved too fast, didn't wait on God. When you don't wait on God, things happen. Okay? I was going too fast, and I didn't wait on him. So it didn't work out. Cool. It was so bad. I said, okay, God, this is what I'm about to do. Because, listen, I was going through it. Left that, moved into an apartment by myself with me and my kids. I said, okay, God, I'm about to do this, this, and this. Did what I said I was going to do. But God, I was like, God, I don't want to stay here. It's kind of... I ain't trying to be ungrateful, Lord, because, you know, I got a roof over my head. I said, but God, but I don't feel safe here. It's a little, you know, stealing stuff and out of cars. I was like, God, you, you know, I want a stable housing. I said, God, you, I've been praying for stable housing. Me and my kids need stable housing, God. I want to go to school, God. I was like, God, I really want this restaurant. I want to do this. I want it, God, I want to do this. You know what I mean? But I don't want to be homeless again. That was one of my biggest fears. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest fears was being homeless. Because it was hard to keep yourself from be homeless. And I was like, God, please, I just, I need stable housing. So next thing you know, this lady called me, a letter came. And I was like, oh, what's this letter? Reading a letter or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And it said, oh, you next on the list for like Section 8 or something like that. So then I called the lady and she said, well, Gloria, we're full. We don't have any more apartments. They're all filled up. I said, okay. So I called my work and I was like, well, she said they were full. She was like, well, let me call her. She was like, well, Gloria, I'm sorry. Maybe next time. I said, it's okay. I've been paying rent this long. I got it. You know, I'll be all right. So this this was the weekend. This was Friday. The lady called me back on Friday afternoon. She said, Gloria, somebody backed out. Can you come sign your lease on Monday? Uh. I said, excuse me, ma'am. She's like, it's a Section 8. You know, it's a three-bedroom. And I was like, okay, God. I said, should I break the lease out of this apartment and go here? Like, what do I do? How do I take this? I ain't know what to do. So God was like, you know, you said you want stable housing, right? You want stable housing? Okay, let's see if you want the stable housing. I said, all right, uh, moved. I actually moved in my place on New Year's. Moved out of my place. Made sure the rent was still paid. I still paid that rent up because, you know, you got to get your rental history, okay? Mm-hmm. But I moved in and I said, God, you did this. I don't know who the person was that backed out or why they backed out, but it could have been, she could have called the next person on the list, but she didn't call the next person on the list. There was other people underneath me. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. There was other people underneath me. You know what I mean? And they called me. That was God. Mm. Now, just because you're on Section 8, people are like, oh, girl, you must not pay no rent. No, you still pay rent. When you work mm. a lot or you make good money, you still got to pay rent. But it's stable. For me and my kids i'm not ashamed of my life Man. i'm not ashamed of nothing but let me tell you it was god it was god mm. i'm in school i passed my catering test i'm working on my minnesota management test you know what i mean because these are some conditions i need when i open up my spot real soon mm. you get what i'm saying talk. yeah I, I can focus on me you know yeah and so she... it was just it was god i'm just telling you i was god it was god because he knows where I'm going. <laughs> you hit that again. Hey. Hey. On the real, because, you know, and don't be ashamed of your, you know what I'm saying? That ain't nothing but a, a testimony, you know what I'm saying? They nothing but testimony, and you just letting other people know that 
you know, don't, don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep your faith. And you know what I'm saying? And then it definitely happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for so. sure. Don't be ashamed of your life. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there that's ashamed. They want to be on social media. They want to post the good only. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm living so this. But how did you really get there? Mm. You know what I mean? Where, where did God put you in your life for you to be where you at, though? We can all show the good. Not saying we need to tell our business every day, all day on media and all of that. No, we don't. We can still be very private, but be tr very transparent. I went through this, whether you're a man or not. I went through this as a man. I got through this as a man. More men need to hear it and more women need to hear it. More children. Man, I went through this. So my People need to be a little bit more transparent about their life. You know what I mean? And again, mm -hmm. it's not saying tell your specific business, but there are certain ways you can word things and also let people know, look, I've been through this. This is the real. This is how you can get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't all six figures at one point. I didn't marry her for her money or him. Listen, I came from yeah. this. Yeah, I came you from know, a box. It don't matter. That's you know? right. You know, when I um, was working at Olive Garden and I stayed right across the street and everybody just thought I was just balling. And I'm like, man, you know, we, we just doing our thing. And, um, you know, but I was I was talking to you before and I was like, man, I'm going to write a book. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to check your book out. And I'm like, man, I'm going to write a book, man. I'm going to write a book. But at the time, I would listen to an audio book and it inspired me. And that day it inspired me. I didn't have nobody to tell. Right. Because I was at work, right? I couldn't right. tell my girl. I couldn't tell my wife. I couldn't tell. I'm like, man, man you know what? Um so I was talking to you. I'm like, man, uh, I think I asked you what books you read because I'm listening to an audio book and it was telling me like, man, you know, so I asking people, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. Ask them what kind of books they read. You know what I'm saying? And woo woo. And then I heard him say, you know, there's one dude, he, um, he had a little voice recorder and he was, he was saying everything down. He put it down in the book. And mm -hmm. I I was like, oh, I ain't got no voice recorder. I'm like, maybe I need to get me a voice recorder. Then I'm like, oh, I got an iPhone. This thing like to do this. Man, don't you I'm know I wrote my, my book? I wrote my book on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. Jakari, plug us up. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Oh, no, you good. And you know, it's like I wrote my book on my iPhone. And the crazy part is, you know, when I grew up in Chicago in the projects, you know, and I was always told, Oh, you ain't gonna be nothing. You know what I'm saying? My education was poor. You know what I'm saying? Nobody teach me how to read or write. And you know what I'm saying? But I had this dream that I wanted to do this, right? And I was like, mm -hmm. man, you know, man, I got three books out right now. You know what I'm saying? Come on, brother. Come and, on. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, it ain't nothing but hey! it wasn't Come on. It ain't nothing but God. You know what I'm saying? So, I remember so, when he was telling me, you said, I'm going to write this book, Gloria. And I'm like, all right. He was showing me something. I was like, you better do it. I said, don't stop. He was like, I ain't playing, Gloria. I'm really, you know, sometimes people be like, yeah, all right. Okay, I hear you. Go ahead. But it, I believed you. I believed yeah. you. And I believed in you. I said, I believe him. And you you was telling me, Gloria, do it, Gloria. But when you came out with that book and you had it on Amazon, you like Amazon. You can get it from Amazon. I think it's another site that you have as yeah. well that you can get it from. Yeah, I, you know, I was in it on my books, right? Oh, I was so 
hey, I inspired my brother. My brother, he wrote a book. He in Minnesota, he wrote a book. You know what I'm saying? This was my first book I read. I mean, I, I wrote right here. That's the mm. one I was telling you about. But then, this is my second one. I did. My kids motivated me to do this one. And look, look in the back. Wait, hold on. Can you see it? What that is? That's right there. Right there by Olive Garden. I see you. You see I, me? Wow. You know? see, now and I then I did my third one. Then I did my third one. Hood by Choice. Like, and, and, and it's all, what I'm talking about is, it's crazy because the way I was raised and what I was writing about, it's like, it's similar to what I was, it's like stories, you know, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. I went through my whole life and I thought it was just some BS, but I, I made stories out of them and I'm like, that's cold. You know, like you say, I don't know, I wanted to be a rapper. I had mm. all kinds of rap music, all that. But mm. then I had to reshape myself. You know, God made me. I just deleted everything. Rebrand. Rebrand, rebuilt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'll say, you know what? This is not what I want. This is not. I mean, I thought that's what I wanted. But then it was like, man, you've been doing it for so long. You know, um, I'm like, man, yeah, that's a must read. The self-discipline book. My man say, it's a must read. Okay. Yeah. Hey, because... That's my man. My, my man's right here. He, man, he's from New York, and he read the book, and he say, "Yo, that book cold." He called me back, like, "Man, he wrote down notes." He like, "Man, I can't believe that." I'm like, "Bro, that's just." I'm grown proud up. of you. I'm happy for you because you said it. You manifested when you said it. I'm gonna write this book. I'm gonna be done. You spoke it into existence. So now look at you, books man. in books with an S on the end. I know, and it's like, and, and it won't stop because I'm like, you know what? I got two more books I'm working on. You know what I'm saying? I got one called Taking Action by Action Jackson. Taking Action on. by Action Jackson. Hey, you already know. That's not like a movie. Yeah, Look, it's not like a movie. It's not like be a movie. movie. It's going to be on paper, baby. Yeah, you just put baby. a movie out. Look, that's not like yeah. a movie. So it, it's just, you know what I'm saying? So I believe that, you know, God, he, he worked wonders, man. If you And another thing is, when you so down and so like even when I got the job at Olive Garden, man, I was I had just had a stroke uh, about a year ago, and um, mm -hmm. I worked at Olive Garden before, but I was like, man, I went up in there and I was like, man, you remember um, Victoria? She was the manager. Yes. Or something. She, I, I walked out on her before, so I was like, man. I don't want this job, man. I'm a, I'm a hustler. I'm doing I'm a hard head. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She like, man. So when they was like, yeah, she the she the boss boss. Let me go get her. She like, I remember you. She like, did you leave on bad terms? I'm like, no, I went to California. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man. So she gave me another chance and she gave me the job. But I was telling her, I was like, man, I had a stroke and I just want a couple of days, you know what I'm saying? So I can just work there. And, you know, and I met some good people there, man. Like some, man, some good people I met there. some really good people at Olive Garden, honestly. Yeah. That was like an internship of serving for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. yeah. So how did you like it there when you were serving? Because I learned a lot about serving at Olive Garden. Olive Garden was really tough carrying those trays. You build strength working at Olive Garden. Carrying that whole tray full of food and sitting it down. Yo, like real internship, you hear me? Um, I learned a lot from Olive Garden though. Like I learned how to deal with people and serve people in this world. And I will say 
the better class people will be the middle class. Mm. And that's just my opinion. Um, you know, the poor, it's, it's understandable. You understand their life and what things they're going through. The middle class tip better. You know what I mean? Um, the rich, it was always hard. And when you're a bigger, when you're a black girl and you're bigger, you know, it's hard to serve. You know, mm. and it's hard to serve different races because they look at you as the big black girl. You know what I mean? And I'm just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one time I had a bad, let's tell you about this one time and bad experience I had. <coughs> Excuse me. I served a bunch of teenagers. Did I expect to get tipped by teenagers? No. But I was sweet to them. I was nice to them. I was genuine. And I'm like, if they each tip me a dollar, I'd be fine. I'd be fine with seven bucks. They're teenagers. Those rich teenagers tipped me a brown penny. Each of them tipped me a penny. And I said, okay. (coughs) Sorry, y'all. It's a little hot in here. Mm. But each of them tipped me a brown penny. I was like, I did everything I was supposed to do. The food was on time. I came quick. Um, My timing was perfect. I greeted them. I was so sweet. And I was like, what if it's something I did wrong, did wrong? And I was so bent. I cried like a little baby. I was in the bathroom. She was like, Gloria, you got to suck it up. You're going to be a server. You got to have tough skin. I'm like, okay, you're right. All right. So I had to suck it up the whole day. And, you know, but I learned no matter how much you try to please people, there are going to be people in life you can't please. Mm. So do you look at yourself if there's something wrong with you or do you look at it? Is there something wrong with them? Just know that it's a learning lesson in both situations for you and for them. And so I learned to have tough skin with being a server because the people you think won't tip will tip. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. The ones you judge, you'd be like, oh, I don't know how you no tip today. You know how they were acting, especially with black folks. When black people come in, you know, they give it to the black people. They get them tables to the black people thinking, okay, not every black people, you know, tip. There's times I was so blessed. I'm like, well, y'all should have had this table because they treated me real good. I don't know about y'all. Yeah. I don't know. I love serving them. I've always yeah. treated people good. Well, no. you know, <laughs> I wasn't one of them black people, you know, because I'm from the hood, right? And um tell me about it. We didn't never we never we didn't never get to go out, go out to nice restaurants and eat and everything, you know. Okay. And then when I got married and I got with my wife, you know, we used to go out and eat and know what I'm saying, and she was like, um, she used to leave big tips, like $25, $30 tips. And I'm like, oh, it's money on the table. <laughs> and she's like, put that down, boy. Put that down. And I'm like, why are you tipping up there? Why are you giving all this? I'm like, no, first, I didn't even know it was a tip. I'm like, why are you leaving money on the table? She's like, man, that's a tip. Because she used to be a waitress. So I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So I never, I damn, they never had a job in my life. You know what I'm saying? Not no waitress. I'm service, like, service, right. For service, so, yeah. Again, you know, on the, um, and then I was like, and you leaving money? I'm like, you leaving them much money? They already getting paid. And then I come to find out that the servers only get paid a couple dollars. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? And um, then when I was working there, and I was I was I was I was a host, and I was just like, man. And the people used to be the servers to come back mad and tripping. And I used to be like coming out of my water, like man, he go ten dollars, he go twenty. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm paying them. You know what I'm saying? I was you. working to get paid, but I wasn't working to get paid. I was working just to get out the house and you know meet people and stuff. And I felt bad, and I was like, dang. 
So now when I go out to eat, I be like, I be trying to tip them because I be like, um, damn, I know how hard it is because you know some people don't know. Like them kids, they played that penny game, but when they ever try to be a servant and they gon' they gon' they gonna feel that they gonna feel that. Yeah, more. and I would never be rude to them because they have to learn, and either they did it on purpose or they didn't know better. I would rather you not leave me a tip than to leave me a bunch of brown pennies when you're a different race on the table. Then that justifies something for me yeah. as a black woman. So I learned to have tough skin. Every time I went on that floor to surf anybody, there was always a smile and it was always genuine. And I always wanted to make sure you were taken care of. To this day, I have people that love me because of serving. Mm -hmm. I've had people hug me like you took the time to listen to me you took you didn't have to sit here and talk to us thank you like there's great people out there you know and serving allow me to meet a lot of different people different races different different things mm -hmm. and so, i love it yeah so i got a question right have you ever got to a point in your time when you you were serving the food and you was thinking like i can make better food than this Yes. I, <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Yeah. Okay, so I've worked at Olive Garden, Applebee's, French Metal. I've worked at the Cheesecake Factory. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've worked at Granite City. I've worked at Crave. I've worked at some really good restaurants and franchises. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even some simple ones. So. Cheesecake Factory is probably the most authentic, you know what I mean? Very fresh, very from the scratch. They work us to death, you know, but it's a real culinary experience. You want real culinary experience? Cheesecake Factory is that, from the back to the front. It's the truth. But I learned that when you are sitting down at that table and people don't know what you do in that back, and you sit down and you eat that food, and you be like, all right, I'm paying... $50-something, $60-something for this food. Of, co of course, it might be for yourself or the person you with. But the food don't be that good. I don't mm. care where you go. You spend that money. By the time you get your bill, you be like, okay, that was good. But dang, you're going to be hungry a couple hours later. And it don't really taste that good. That's why mm. you need hot sauce. You need pepper. You need some salt. Mm. <laughs> you need something. Or you got to take it back because it's not done this good. It's not done that good. You know what I mean? You be like, dang, a few onions. It's just... I don't know what it is about going out to eat or maybe because I've been in the culinary industry since I was 16. Like mm. culinary school, culinary don't matter. I've been from the back to the front. It's better to cook your food at home. Yeah. I still support businesses. I still go out to eat and I still tip tremendously. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Your food is going to get treated better at home. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Because when you got people that's working hard and they work really hard, where's the love at? Where's the yeah. love for real? Yeah. in the food right they don't cook with love they cooking for speed there you go you know what i'm saying so you know um when we first got down here my family we got down here to um to florida and it's a, a, a i got a family of six it's like six of us right it is right so we go out to eat we got down here in Florida. We like, man, we trying crack it down. We trying with alligator, whatever they got. We we trying everything, right? Man, we had to spend over ten thousand dollars just on food in the first I year. I believe that. I believe that. You no know, restaurants was taxing because you know 
every time we go to eat, it's definitely uh, $150 for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Then we dropping the tip. And I told you, my wife, she dropping thirty dollar tips. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? We was we was dropping a bag, go uh, six. Like, trust me, th- th- three. Sure. And then the food wasn't even seasoning. It wasn't good. And I'm like, man, yo. So I understand that. You know, and so I started cooking at home. I always cooked at home, but we was in a whole different state, a different experience. So we wanted to try stuff. And we kept trying, like, maybe this place wasn't all that. We tried. Man, we didn't try everything. We just started, damn near, finna go to the gas station eating. I said, you know what? We just finna go home. It's like that. And it's the time of day. I don't care if you go to McDonald's, Burger King, franchises, or whatever you go. Like, sometimes it's never going to just be the best. Or the best is not cooked. You know, or the best cook is not there until the end of the week, and you went to the restaurant at the beginning of the week. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna front. You're never gonna be fully satisfied until you really cook your own food. You know what I mean? And I just feel like every time I cook, and look, I mess up. All my dishes ain't the good, especially when I'm experimenting. <laughs> it mm-hmm. ain't always the best, but I found out what my, you know what I mean, my strengths are, and I cook those meals and I experiment. And when people tell me, "Glory, man, your food's so good." Gloria, man, what it what I get orders, I get people request things for me, cook this for me. Oh my God, Gloria, your mango wings, Gloria, please cook. Like people request, I get people in my inbox requesting certain things from me because they've had it. They mm. like, oh my God, your food's so good. Like it tastes. There's people that say they can cook, and you can be like, oh, it looks good, but I'm the one where it looks good and it tastes good. Mm. Culinary school, I learned presentation was everything, and I believe in that, but I also learned taste is too. Mm. Okay, so we can cook the same thing, different recipe though. Hey, I, I've seen you get out with the um, with the, man, y'all gotta go on her page, man, and check out her food. <laughs> man. I'm talking about you got you had some chicken and waffles, but it was like some some orange waffles or something. It was some, I say, it, it was the orange, so you know, those oranges, those carrot oranges, the nice darkish red ones, but they super sweet. So I blended, I pureed those, and I cooked those into a sauce, and I added it to the waffle batter, but I also added it to the chicken as well, let it marinate and cook and season it. So then when you fry the chicken, you still get that orange little flavor to it, and then in the waffles, and then I made the orange syrup with some of that as well. Mm. Made my own custom homemade syrup, drizzled it on there, everything. Like, what? When I open up my place in Minnesota, because Minnesota don't have a good waffle place, I'm going to open up. We're going to have chicken and waffles. We're going to have wings with my blackberry bourbon sauce. Oh, you got mm. What? What? People mm. love avocados. I have an avocado sauce for my wings. Honey butter, mango, pineapple, pumpkin, sweet potato sauces. Listen, I'm coming different. That's why I'm taking my time, because God told me to. I'm coming different. You look at your competition. And you support your competition. You understand what I'm saying? You support your competition, but you brand yourself to be different. Mm. Oh, man, we lost her for a second. She'll be back in a minute, I guess. But um, yeah, man. Yeah, you say you went on her page. Yeah, man, she get out. Y'all need to go check her out, Gloria, man. She be going in on the cooking. You hear me? I'm talking about. Every time I'm on her page, I'd be like, man, I'm finna, man, <laughs> I ain't gonna even lie, bro. 
I'll be stealing her recipes sometimes. I'll be like, man, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna definitely try that. Um, the waffles with the oranges when she was talking about, man, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I can get her back on the page. You know what I'm saying? Her phone might have died. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get the plug, you know what I'm saying? So her phone might have died. But yeah, y'all need to definitely check out her page, man. Um, let me see. I will show y'all some of her videos and stuff. But I want y'all to check it out y'all so. Oh, she ain't coming back. Where's she at? Well, I don't know, man. We're going to come back and we're going to do this again. Yeah, she got some pretty, some, oh, yeah, some nice dishes, bro. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let me give her a couple more minutes. Let me see if she's going to come back. But, yeah, man, so if y'all want to check in on the podcast, man, y'all got a story to tell, man, hit me up, man. You know what I'm saying? Monday G Staff on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Just hit me up. You got a story to tell. And you know what I'm saying? And if you felt like God put you in that place that you're in, I'm going to hit that. We're going to get the most high his praise. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I don't know if she's coming back. But... Well, until next time, this your boy, Money G, the Fam Mission Podcast page. Holla at your boy when you see me in the street. You already know. Do you hear me, world? G-Staff. <laughs> yes, indeed.